and welcome to Polk County This Week. Polk County This Week gives you a chance to hear about things happening in our area and a chance to hear from some of the people making news or covering it. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy this edition of Polk County This Week. Polk County This Week is a public affairs presentation of Hall Communications. He is the Sheriff of Polk County. It's uh, Sheriff Grady Judd. Good morning, Sheriff. Uh, how are you this morning? I'm uh, enjoying this glorious weather. I thought summer would never end. <laughs> it has Sometimes it feels ended. like it. I don't like frigid cold weather, but I sure like cool fall weather and cool winter weather. Yeah. And I don't like hot summer weather. Well, especially those big old heavy uniforms you guys wear. Yeah. And the Oof. Polyester. Mm. Goodness gracious. Well, you know why we wear polyester? Yeah. It's supposed to keep you, you cool can't in the wear summer? It out. Can't oh, wear it no, out? No, you can't wear it. Oh, it's durable. It's government-issued equipment. There you go. <laughs> but I got something to talk about today. Okay. Is that all right? Sure. I thought we'd we would reflect back on like the last month in law enforcement and the last month in the state of Florida. Okay. Now you know most people get up in the morning, go to work, have a non-eventful day, come home, take care of the kids, go to their social events, take the kids out to the ballpark, maybe go to the beach on the weekend or go to church. Well. We all had a hurricane. Yes, we did. Now, it was not pleasant here. I mean, we had water damage. We had some wind damage. And it was not pleasant. So I don't want to make light of that. But within the last month, we had just horrific damage in Lee County, Charlotte County, severe flooding in in, uh, Hardy County. So... Our law enforcement officers and other public safety folks spend an enormous amount of time working overtime to protect you, keep the roads open, make sure you can get to the hospitals during the hurricane. And as soon as we were stable here, when we woke up on Thursday after it was all over, we saw, hey, we can handle this. We sent a team to Lee County. Now, I went to Lee County as well. The devastation is horrific. Hell yeah. It was just the worst thing. It will take years to rebuild and billions of dollars. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I rotate a team out like every seven days. So I've got another team that went down there. And now the first team is back for their third week. And we still don't have Lee County stabilized yet. So not only do I have a team down there, other sheriff's offices has has teams down there as well. So we're working with other parts of the state because that's what we do. We help each other. Absolutely. But I wanted to brag on the men and women in public safety, and I really want to brag on the electric folks that came here from all over the United States. It was really cool to get our electricity on quick because mm-hmm. it was hot. So what we saw was the best of America. You know, you watch this evening news and you think, oh, everything's terrible. Everything's bad. 
Well, you know what? The resiliency of, of, the, of Americans and their willingness to help each other was absolutely remarkable. But then, as we were trying to wrestle that under control, one of our deputies is shot and killed, serving an arrest warrant mm-hmm. with his colleagues. And that was horrible, but the outpouring of love and support from this entire community was fantastic. And I want to thank the people of this community. It is so awesome to be a part of and to be able to have a job protecting this community. Because what I find out is through different tragedies is the overwhelming majority of the people in any community are wonderful people. And they protect you back. So I'm thankful for the people here. So eight days later, I get another deputy shot. And this time, he is shot dead center in in his chest. But fortunately, he's wearing his bulletproof vest. Yes. So he is is able to even take the guy into custody after being shot. And the guy shot at him five more times in addition to the time he hit him. Our deputy returned fire, but his gun jammed. So, and as soon as we shot back, the guy threw his gun down. Yeah. And I praised the discipline of our two deputies not to keep shooting after the threat was over when he threw his gun down and, and gave up. Mm-hmm. He'll spend the rest of his life in prison once he's convicted. Yeah. Now, so, I, that video, of course, got released, and it's amazing. Um, I thought, uh, when I the first time I was watching, I thought, Where'd that second deputy come from? And, but then I realized he kept on working even after he got shot. Yeah, he he absolutely did. There there were two deputies there. The first one was was using a taser, right? And and that was the protocol because we didn't see we didn't see the gun in his hands behind his back. We just knew he was resisting and backing up, and kept saying. You're going to have to kill me. You're going to have to kill me right here, wow. right here in this driveway. Wow. So they tried to tase him. That's when he produced the gun and started shooting. Mm. So while the deputy whose gun jammed was trying to get it unjammed, of course, they throw the taser down immediately. And she, the other deputy was a female, grabbed her gun and was preparing to shoot when he had thrown it, when he, the suspect, had thrown his gun down. Right. So. Fortunately, that that turned out well. And then I woke up this morning, and I I read I'm reading my briefing reports, and I see where a guy calls the sheriff's office because he wants his girlfriend arrested. Well, it turns out it's not a criminal offense; it's a civil offense. So it's not something we make an arrest for, and we're trying to advise the guy, and we let the lady go because she's not done anything criminally wrong. Mm-hmm. And he starts fighting with the deputies because he doesn't like the outcome. Oh, no. He, so anyway, well, for, for his anger management issue <laughs> and for his hitting deputies because we didn't arrest his girlfriend, he got arrested for several felonies. He fought, he fought four or five deputies. Goodness gracious. So you, you look at this craziness and you go, you know, we got this wonderful community. And this community appreciates us, but there's a handful of nuts, and they do stuff like that. So, so what you see is not only your deputies, but all law enforcement officers, we stand in the gap every day mm-hmm. to keep that kind of nonsense away from you. 
so that you can live a normal, sane, rational life. Sheriff Judd, he, did yeah. he, he actually fought the law, and the law won, huh? <laughs> well, that's, that's the way that works. Yes. So, <laughs> so it, it was, that was just, great. So it, that's kind of crazy stuff that goes on. But then if that's not enough, I got to tell you, this is my crazy criminal story, maybe of all time. Okay. <laughs> so a guy, a guy at seven o'clock in the morning goes outside at, in, at his apartment, a nice apartment complex over in the Cypress Gardens area, Winter Haven. Nice. And he sees a package, and that package is medicine. And he goes, "Oh, this is not me. This is for apartment thirty-two. So, being the good neighbor, right? He takes the medicine. He walks down about a hundred yards. <laughs> walks up to apartment 32 and sets it down on the front porch and leaves and goes back to his apartment. Well, the people in apartment 32, old Rocky and Gino, they have a ring camera. They see a guy that's walked up on the front, on the front step at their apartment. They arm themselves with guns, 45 caliber guns, and go out searching for their burglar. What? what burglar? Yeah, there's no burglar. You know, I mean, why did they just pick up your medicine and go inside and go? Oh, somebody brought this medicine. So they go out and they're searching for this this ghost burglar. In the meantime, this lady's sitting in front of her apartment in her car, and she's going through some email, and she looks up when she hears a noise, and there's this old man. 73 years old, Gino, pointing a gun at her, demanding she get out of her car. Well, she thinks, heck, I'm being carjacked. She throws the car in reverse. She's trying to back up to get away from the man and the gun. She backs in the cars on the other side of the apartment complex, throws it in drive, takes off. And all of a sudden, another guy appears, and they're shooting at her. Oh, my God. They shot her car seven times, one of the bullets went through the car seat <sighs> or through the baby's car seat right. and into the back of her car seat. I mean, if there had been a baby in the car with her, the baby would have been dead. Right. Oh, my gosh. So, of course, she dials 911, and we get there. And in the meantime, they dial 911. <laughs> so so we get there, and they go, oh, we, we got this burglar. Were well, you moron? <laughs> you, you know, Everything you did was wrong. Right. First and foremost, you can't arm yourself and go out searching for burglars in your neighborhood. You just don't do that. Second <laughs> off, there were no burglars. Third, if the guy had been a burglar, you shot, you you picked out the wrong person in the neighborhood. Indeed. And shot them. Goodness. What are you thinking? You know, they... Between the two of them, they only have three brain cells. Oh, my goodness. And they left all three brain cells in the apartment. <laughs> I, I don't understand no, the I'm, rationality of it at all. They weren't thinking. <laughs> there is no rationality to it. There's none. There's no reason. There, there was no reason to leave the apartment with a gun. There was no burglar. Yeah. Clearly, the medicine, the package was on their doorstep. Uh-huh. You know, for, and it was the, for the them, next, right? And it was for them. The, you know, and the good neighbor, you know, somebody misdelivered it, so he just took it down to 32. 
you know, and he thought, well, heck, I'll just be a nice neighbor and walk. It was about 100 yards through the apartment complex. Oh. This is a nice apartment complex. He'll never do that again. <laughs> so, never be nice yeah, again. Well, yeah, for, you know, next time you, you go pitch it in the garbage, right? Yep, mm-hmm. that's, that's it. You know, <laughs> you know sorry, sorry for your luck, but, but that's the kind of nonsense. That's the kind wow. of nonsense that that gets people killed. And this lady was blessed. She was blessed that that all seven of those bullets Did missed her. her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And now, understand that Rocky, the fifteen year old son of the seventy three year old, yeah, why is he neither of got them, a gun? Neither, right. Well, he can't have a gun. It's illegal for He's him to have a underage. gun. Underage. Yep. Yes. So. So. So between the two of them, they went from no criminal record <laughs> to, really to about big... a page and a half <laughs> full of charges. And, and uh, Gino will more than likely spend the rest of his life in prison over it. Goodness. Wow. So how'd that work for him? Not well. Not well. And you just can't explain that. You can't, you know, even if you're... Your guy delivering the package is your imaginary burglar. You picked out the wrong person. Another person. Yeah. To shoot. It's like, oh, holy crap. What yeah. are you doing? Yeah. So anyway. Not good. Not a good situation at all. Those those guys uh, are, uh, and they're in big trouble. <laughs> and that's not how stand your ground works. Yeah. They don't no, have. A, not a, yeah. They don't have a true understanding of how that works. They truly don't have a leg to stand on. Nope. There you go. So, but that's the kind of awesomeness that our deputies are. And for the average person that that enjoys a beautiful life and a beautiful job and a beautiful family, you and your entire life won't experience what our deputies experienced just in the last 30 days. And we're we're grateful you won't experience that either. Yeah. But that's what our, our deputies and law enforcement officers do. We handle those kinds of of traumatic, dangerous calls so you don't get involved in them. And we definitely appreciate you guys doing that. Uh, we uh, we love the work that uh, you and your people do for us to take care of us. Uh, and uh, of course, I know that uh, they're going to continue to help other people who need it as well. Uh, so, uh, Sheriff, I really appreciate uh, you checking in with us and uh, sharing with us uh, uh, what's been going on. And uh, we'll talk to you again soon, my friend. Y'all are awesome. Appreciate you. We'll talk in a couple weeks. This program was pre recorded and may not reflect the most current information available. Our news and weather partners at Spectrum Bay News 9 have launched. To the point already. It's a new weekly podcast hosted by veteran anchor Rick Elmhorst along with reporter Roy DeJesus. Uh, To the Point already goes in-depth to cover the people, politics, and local issues across Florida with a unique Tampa Bay perspective. Joining us now on the line, former Polk County reporter and veteran anchor from Spectrum Bay News 9, Rick Elmhorst. Rick, good morning. How are you? I am fantastic. How about you? I'm doing well. Thanks a lot for asking. I appreciate that. Uh, Talandi Yates is it here with of, us as you well. Know what? It, it kind of made me sad when you said former Polk County reporter. <laughs> well, <laughs> because I, I covered Polk County as a reporter for like more than 20 years. I know you did. And yes. then last year, you know, I got switched over 
to, you know, just being the Monday through Friday midday anchor, and I ended up moving uh, to Pinellas County. I mean, it's it's great that I got to move over here, but I really miss Polk County. Yeah, well, we miss you over here, too. I think the last time I saw you in person, uh, you were still living in downtown Lakeland. I was. <laughs> I was living in downtown right off of Munn Park in a loft, and I loved it there. Well, except for noise from the neighbors. But other than that. <laughs> well, we miss that's, you. Well, I, I guess I did tell you that story. But you anyway. Did. No, that's okay. Uh, you know, so it's the little things. <laughs> yeah. So tell us then, uh, what is the genesis of this podcast to the point already? Uh, how, how, where did the idea come from to, to put this together? Well, as you know, Podcasting is a thing now. There are millions of people doing podcasts, and some people, it's a really big way for them to find out information. And so um, the folks at Bay News 9 asked me to start this podcast, and we actually debuted our very first ever edition of To the Point already on Wednesday, and it was with the most quotable person in Florida. Don't know who that, that could be. Is Polk County <laughs> Sheriff Grady Judd. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, we, we love Sheriff Judd. He comes on the program a couple of times a, a month and uh, uh, never at a loss for words. <laughs> One of the things that I talked with the sheriff about is his quotes. And oh, okay. I've, I've been around covering news in Polk County since the 1980s, and I, I was aware of Grady Judd well before he came uh, became the sheriff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, part of the reason he became sheriff is the guy that succeeded him, Lawrence Larry Crow, was the police chief of Lakeland. And when Dan Daniels was forced out of office in the 1980s, he got appointed as sheriff. He ran for re-election and won. But Lawrence Crow, if, if any of our audience, you know, listeners remember, he really um, didn't like being in the spotlight. He hated being on TV. And so eventually uh, he picked Grady Judd to be the person who handled the media. And, of course, Grady Judd loved that. <laughs> sure. And eventually you could kind of tell that when Lawrence Crow was getting ready to reco- retire, he wanted Grady to succeed him, and that's exactly what happened, and the rest is kind of history. Wow. Right. Uh, I mean, he just uh, has started his, what, fifth consecutive term, which is a first ever for Polk County? Yeah, and when I talked with the sheriff about the sound bites, one of the stories that we talked about in the podcast is kind of back in the day, about 20 years ago, there were three TV reporters covering Polk County full-time. It was myself, Ken Suarez from Channel 13, who's mm-hmm. still there, mm-hmm. yes. and Jen Lee from Channel 8, who's from Polk County. Now, she, you know, she's not there anymore, but I remember one time being out at a crime scene before the sheriff got his fancy studio, <laughs> yeah. and the three of us were pretty efficient, we didn't like to waste a lot of time with asking too many questions in a <clears throat> interview. Sure. So we'd all interview him at the same time. 
And I remember one time, just kind of after the sheriff said something, I just kind of glanced over at Jen Lee, and she kind of made eye contact with me. And that meant we both knew we had gotten what we needed from the sheriff, and we didn't need to ask any more questions, really. Okay. Right. Because we got that Grady Judd soundbite. And so I think over time, everybody in the media realized that the sheriff was kind of like TV gold, <laughs> and they'd all be there then for the press conferences. <laughs> wow. Uh, and just as an aside, I was uh, for a year uh, Jennifer Lee's photographer as the nice. when she was the Polk County uh, reporter. Wow, I did not know that. Yes, yes, I was. And uh, uh, it was so long ago, the first... I, first time I met Colonel Grady Judd, uh, <laughs> right. this is, uh, Lawrence Crow was uh, still the sheriff at the time. Uh, he was getting his head shaved because he had lost a bet with some school students or something. <laughs> and I don't remember what it was over, but nice. uh, wow, uh, that was the first time I met him. And it was a long time ago. Uh, but, uh, it, we, you know, we've gotten to know uh, the sheriff over the years. And he, he really he really does care about Polk County. I mean, in, deep in his heart, he loves this county mm-hmm. and uh, wants nothing more to make it the safest place to live th- th- as possible. Yes. I asked the sheriff how long he wanted to be sheriff, mm-hmm. and he said something like, well, if you can run for president at 78, I think I can be sheriff at 88. Wow. Um, I'm not saying he plans to stick around that long. Right. He said as long as he has the enthusiasm for the job, he'll want to stay. And so, no one you know, will We'll, we'll see how that works out. <laughs> right? People really should check out this particular podcast. They can see it on the Spectrum Bay News 9 Facebook page. They can check it out at baynews9.com. And, you know, wherever, you know, they listen to podcasts, if they do that, the great thing about the podcasts is you can set up for it to automatically be downloaded to your phone or your iPad or whatever every week so you don't have to go there and look for it but if they go to where they get their podcast and mm-hmm. just look for to the point already they can sign up for it they can also sign up for it you know once they start playing it off of the Facebook page link or on Bay News 9 and I tell you know if you think man you've heard everything from Grady Judd there's some really great stuff in the interview and I don't want to give it all away sure so people don't have to listen <laughs> but they really should check it out they'll love it we well we want them to go listen of course uh, so if you have if you if you're listening to your podcast on Spotify or Google or wherever mm-hmm. it's available Apple there podcast. right podcast yes yes and um, my co-host or partner mm-hmm. for this is Roy DeJesus He's been with Bay News 9 for a long time. He's our getting answers person at Bay News 9. And a lot of what he does is, after the interview is over, we kind of wrap it up with our thoughts. And Roy's kind of like an extra eyes and ears on things so that I don't kind of miss something or go off the rails or, you know, whatever (laughs) uh, with the interviews. And and we have a kind of a, a little bit of fun usually at the end of the show. Oh, well, that's good. Uh, I mean, kind of like uh, what the sheriff uh, has done, and it started out as a joke that someone made. Uh, somebody said uh, uh, the most dangerous place in Polk County is between uh, uh, Sheriff Judd and a TV camera, yes. uh, and he he 
you know, he glommed onto that, and you know, he now he goes up and says it himself. Yes. Uh, so he has a great sense of humor as well. He does. He really embraces himself. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the icon that he's become. I've I've got uh, a number of shows already, kind of waiting to go. Uh, the next week, we're going to have a, a podcast with To the Point already about the Super Bowl, and. I'm man, I'm so excited about this one. I got to talk to my favorite buccaneer of all time, and that's Mike Allstott, the uh, legendary fullback. A train. And yes. we Yeah, we, we reminisced about the Bucks Super Bowl win in two thousand three against the Raiders and his touchdown. And the thing about Mike Allstott is, you know, he was so great, but he's such a humble guy. I I tried to get him to kind of hype up some of his accomplishments, particularly in the football or in the uh, Super Bowl. Right. But he's like, well, you know, it's more like a team thing, and I just did my job. Yeah. Uh, he, he was really a great guy. Yeah, he's really known for, for, for being humble that way. I, and, uh, you know, ever since uh, we got we drafted him uh, out of Purdue, um, actually I had a friend of mine said, this is a guy that we should draft um, <laughs> before we did. And then we actually did, and, uh, boy, I'll tell you what, uh, that combination of him and Warwick Dunn in that backfield for a while, that was, uh, that was the way to go. That was the yeah. dream team, man. Oh. Mm. So, yeah. My- I've got another one uh, that's going to be with Congressman Charlie Crist, the former governor. Mm-hmm. And the thing about the podcast that I like is they're a little more relaxed. You can take your time talking to people because you don't have a real – time restriction like you would do maybe on live TV. Sure. And I'm, I'm able to ask, you know, some, some questions where I go there that are a little bit more personal. I'm not saying necessarily hardcore, but I don't know if people know this, but Charlie Crist has an affinity for fans, fans that, you know, blow air. Okay. You may recall that when he was having to debate Rick Scott one time, Rick Scott was refusing to come out on the debate stage because Charlie Crist had a fan at his podium. Charlie doesn't like to sweat, and he, he just, in a lot of situations, he likes to have a fan blowing on him. It's just kind of a quirk. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I told how my wife, Michelle, has fans. She's got backup fans and backup fans for her backup fans. Oh, my. Oh, man. Um, I know. You know, it's a weird thing. There are a lot of people um, that when I ask them about this, they've got fans blowing everywhere. Like in their bedroom at night, they may yeah. have a couple of fans blowing so they can sleep. Mm. Um, I, because of that, I can't sleep without a fan anymore because my wife has always had one blowing. And Charlie Chris, we just talked about his fans. We talked about his tan because yeah. he oh, yeah. usually has a great tan. Tan Charlie. Um, and, you know, it, Sometimes I'm like, man, dude, are you spending too much, you know, time out in the sun? But he, he likes a tan. There you go. I had the pleasure of meeting him in the early 2000s. It was around um, some of our, we we were hit pretty hard with some hurricanes that threatened us. We they never came to us, but they threatened us. And I had the pleasure of meeting him in a a big box drugstore, and he was hunting for water. Charlie, he and he really? just yes, and he just he said, excuse me, miss. Can you tell me where the water is? And I turned around and I was starstruck. 
And I'm like, oh my, I, I felt like there was a fan on him then. I felt like all of a sudden this wind came out of nowhere and, and it was like angels started singing. It was incredible. And I was well, just like, uh 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 I gave him my water. Charlie Christ, <laughs> yeah. If people have met Charlie Crist in person, he's and this he's like the ultimate politician. And I'm not saying that in a negative way. Charlie first ran for office in junior high, high school, college. Mm. He's he, he likes doing that. He, he considers it an act of service. The first time I ever met Charlie Christie was attorney general. This was in, back in the early 2000s. And I was working for Bay News 9 as a, what you call a VJ. That just meant I had to shoot all my own video. So right. I was bearing a camera around, and I was yep. on a sidewalk leading up to the Polk Sheriff's Office headquarters, which is still in downtown Bartow. And I saw him and I introduced myself and he's like, Oh, I know who you are, Rick. I like your work. So, and my first reaction is, wow, the attorney general knows who I am and, and says, I'm good. Wow. And then I thought, man, this guy is really smooth. Yeah. Okay. Cause he knows who the reporters yes. are and remember he, he remembers everybody's name. He's, he's really good with that. He's got like a special skill for that. Mm. And we're speaking with, <laughs> <laughs> Spectrum Bay News 9 anchor Rick Elmhorst. For all the listeners out there uh, that were accustomed to seeing me in Polk County reporting, uh, I, I really do miss being in Lakeland and, and Polk County. Oh, well, we very miss nice. You. Uh, yeah, we miss you over here mm-hmm. as well. And uh, we'll be able to catch you now on To the Point already. Rick Elmhorst, thank you very much. Thanks for for having me on, guys. Absolutely. We appreciate (laughs) you and uh, have a great day. And uh, we'll talk to you again soon. All right. And that wraps up this week's edition of the program. Thank you for tuning in and join us again next Sunday for Polk County This Week. Polk County This Week is a public affairs presentation of Hall Communications.